the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with Your Personal Bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. We have so much to discuss today. I'm going to jump right into it, but right before I do, if you want more information on how to take advantage, uh, well, thrive in this economic chaotic situation we're in, and believe me, as we share more information today, you're going to understand why I say that, um, contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. I can share with you how you can take control of your money, actual take control, um, reduce your taxes, reduce your market risk, actually increase the rate of return on investments that you have right now or are thinking about. Yes, I'm talking about increasing using your personal bank, how to get positive arbitrage. And if you don't know what that means, I'm going to encourage you to listen to any of the previously recorded shows where I discuss positive arbitrage. Again, you can go to yourpersonalbank.com, listen to any of the previously recorded shows, or contact me at 866-268-4422. And, yes, if you call, you will get to talk to me, at least at this point so far. I'm not too busy yet um, to get get catch up with everybody. So, anyway. Let's jump right into things, and then we'll go from there. First of all, inflation still is uh, still a stubborn problem. Okay, and for for example, I don't believe everything the government tells you. Um, in fact, I believe very little of what the government tells us. But here's a good example of a source outside of the government, and this is Walmart executives who, on their last uh, earnings call, were discussing or predicting how long stubborn food inflation would last. See, here's the thing. Uh, uh, listening to them is probably a little more accurate because they have some fiduciary requirements to their investors, okay? So they got some legal liabilities in terms of how what they share and how they share it. But as they pointed out, uh, like they said, even though um, headline inflation has gone down from 9.1% in June of 2022 to 6.4% in January of 2023, an increase in fruit food prices has been especially stubborn, okay? And they expect that to remain persistent for the foreseeable future. Uh, like they were saying, it's, it's, it's going to be with us for a while. And they talked about this in the earnings call quite a number of times. Walmart did. The uh, CEO and head of Walmart were saying that. And they were, they were pointing out where, you know, even if we have, uh, say, another 3 or 5%, for example, on groceries, that's on top of the 15% increase we've seen on average over the last two years. So we're looking at something along the lines of around 20% increase in the last couple of years or so in the cost of food. And that is just not good. And, and the other point they made, which I thought was interesting in the earnings call, Walmart did, was they're saying families that are making more than 100000 in household income have driven a lot of their growth, particularly over this past quarter. In other words, 
they're saying these people, even though they might be a little bit higher income earners than their normal, uh, you know, their, their typical average uh, shopper, okay, they're saying this, this even higher income folks are starting to be very concerned about value for their money and affordability because inflation affects, well, affects nearly everybody, certainly uh, lower income and middle class. And today you could consider somebody 100,000 plus, uh, certainly in many parts of the country, middle class, okay? I thought that was interesting. And because of this higher inflation that, that Walmart and many, many others uh, predict that it's going to be sticky, it's going to be around longer than than uh, many thought initially. That's why both Goldman Sachs and Bank of America uh, have come out recently and stated that they expect another three interest rate hikes this year. That's in 2023, over and above what's already been done, which would put both banks forecasting the Fed run, funds rate now at this point uh, topping out at about five and a half percent. Uh, that's up from what they were saying recently at about 5%. Now, folks, if the federal funds rate goes up to 5.5%, and I have many reasons to think that that still is a conservative estimate, that means the average borrowing rate for I anything we deal with, the, the prime rate, we talk about this a lot, the prime rate is, is typically about 3% higher than the federal funds rate. And the prime rate is what's is the rate that's considered the cheapest or lowest rate an individual can borrow money at with uh, good credit. So in other words, like a 30-year fixed mortgage would be in the 8.5% range, folks. Okay? Now, I remember, I'm not too old to remember. It wasn't that long ago. It was prior to 0809. The 7 and 8% mortgages were the norm. Okay? And that was sort of, that was the last kind of normal interest rate environment that we have experienced. I have reason to believe, for for many reasons, and I'm going to share further on the show today, so I'm going to encourage you really to stay tuned, to think, and based on history, okay, that 5.5% as a terminal interest rate for the Federal Reserve is still very conservative. And why do I say that? Well, the reason is quite simple. The Federal Reserve has a mandate, and they've been, they've been repeatedly stating that they're going to follow this mandate of getting inflation down to about 2.5%. Inflation is still stubbornly at around 6, 6.5%, according to the government numbers. Walmart and those others like this are staying, uh, particularly food prices, are staying very sticky, uh, high for many, many reasons. Fuel, high fuel prices or shortages of it is many, one of the reasons, but there's others. My point is simple. If inflation continues to stay higher than the 2%, and understand, we're, we're triple that. Still, we're more than triple that. The Federal Reserve is going to have to push rates even higher to get down to that 2% rate. And the last time we had rates like this, in, uh, inflation rates similar to this, was in the late 70s. And if you remember, and if you don't, go to your history books, you will see that the Federal Reserve ended up raising the terminal, their their interest rate, up to 20%, finally, to kill inflation once and for all. Now, I don't know if they're going to have to go that high with it, but I'm very dubious, just based on history and seeing what's going on, I'm very dubious that a 5.5% federal funds rate is going to beat 
6.5% inflation, for example, or get it down to 2%, which is where they want it. Uh, it just mathematically and historically does not make sense. So I am saying I would not only would I not be surprised to see something much higher than 5.5% federal rate interest rates, but, but I would expect seeing something significantly higher than that to finally get inflation down to 2%. And again, historically, that's been the case. You know, they, they, and they've not been, they've been far less than honest with us about inflation from the beginning. So what makes you think that they're telling the truth now or know what they're doing now? The point is, my belief, I believe that it's more, more likely we're going to see higher interest rates than 5.5% from the Federal Reserve. It's more probable than a not based on what's going on in the history of inflation. Once it gets out of that genie gets out of the bottle, folks, it's it's really really difficult to put back in. Now the other some of the other things that are cause of concern is household debt has now soared to the highest levels since the 2008 financial crisis, okay? So in other words, people owe more money now than they have at any time since since 08. And that and the reason is quite simple, the high inflation. People are paying more for goods and services, particularly food, things like that, than they have had to for a very long time. That will put people, the buying power of the typical consumer, uh, it's, it's very much depleted. And it, given that two-thirds of our economy is consumer spending, that is something to be of great concern, okay? That should be very concerning from, for, for nearly anyone, all right? And then uh, the other thing that's gone on is <laughs> we've seen the largest drop in housing market values since 2008, a $2.3 trillion drop, in fact. Housing values are starting to drop, and, and they've, they've dropped this past month, by the way. Uh, second half, I'm sorry, second half of 2022 dropped by about 5% on average. Now, again... I have many reasons to believe that that number is going to go quite a bit higher and it's going to get quite a bit worse before it gets better. And let me just share with you a couple of them. One of the things that many people have been saying that the real estate market's not going to drop as much is because of the lack of inventory. Well, that was true through 2022. But if you look at the latest numbers through January of 2023 now, inventory levels of available real estate have skyrocketed in many, many cities throughout America. In fact, most cities in America, the amount of inventory has approached normal or even above normal levels already just in the last couple of months. In some places, they've many places they've doubled, and in some as much as tripled or quadrupled the number of houses available. And part of the reason is high inflation, high interest rates, Another reason is this one, home purchase applications have plunged to a 28-year low as mortgage rates jump. In other words, there's just no buyers. And when you have the lowest level of buyers, and the level of buyers are actually now even registering lower than the lowest points after 08-09. Okay, folks, it's even worse, the number of buyers, or percentage of buyers, I should say. And the, the, the inventory numbers are dramatically increasing. So I'm hearing a lot of real estate experts saying, do not buy anything in the first half of 2023 unless you absolutely have to. 
And if you do, understand the price is going to probably go down. That is probably good advice and likely good going to be the case through the rest of 2023, if not longer. The other thing to be concerned about and why I am is if you look at the last cycles, the last downturns, the last several of them in real estate, top to bottom, the cycle took about four to five years on average. And prices in real estate just started dropping in late 2022. So we're still in the first year of this. There's much more to be concerned about. I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned as I, I'm going to talk about some more things. And I do have some good news, too, some encouraging stuff. So it's not all bad news, folks. But I do believe we're going to be dealing, I've said this for quite some time from on this radio show, that we're going to be dealing with a lot worse stuff before it gets better. I haven't given up on the getting better part, but we're going to have to slog through a really, really rough 2023. And again, you're going to understand why more as you listen to this show. I am discussing, I'm talking about the markets. I'm talking about real estate. I'm talking about a lot of different things are where it's going to struggle. So diversifying into an asset that has guarantees, no, has downside protection, reduces your taxes, lowers your ri- market risk. Is just a good diversification strategy. Your personal bank will do that. And if you want more information, by all means, contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I've had to share some things initially that, well, are less than positive. But I think it's important to understand, have some of the facts. Like I said, I my goal here is to cut through the noise and try to give folks some real facts and real information to help you make decisions going forward. And I've stated this repeatedly. 2023 look, is shaping up more and more to be a really rough year uh, we're going to have to slog through this before things can get better. And it's everything from interest rates, hikes that we, uh, ante- well, we're anticipating several more at least from the Federal Reserve, higher than average inflation, housing values and such going down because of the high interest rates and high, uh, high interest rates, high mortgage costs, of course, many of those things. But uh, to add insult to injury of everything else, maybe the most challenging thing or the thing to be most concerned about, it might be the least likely thing to happen, hopefully, but certainly the one to be most concerned about is this whole Ukraine war. And why I say that, I'm becoming more and more concerned about it. And please understand, folks, I'm half Hungarian. I've shared this story many times on this show. My dad escaped from the Soviets in 56. I still have extended relatives I was born here in the United States, first generation, but I do have extended relatives that actually live in West Ukraine. So I, I am in favor of a tyrant not being able to take over another country and those kinds of things. I do understand that uh, using, uh, having the Ukrainians fight the Russians is better than us doing so or NATO, and, using, uh, and writing checks and sending equipment is better than having troops on the ground. But there needs to be an exit strategy here, and I don't see one. And the reason why that concerns me is, well, as many of you know, Biden recently, he went to Ukraine, 
to uh, pledge millions more in taxpayer dollars to assist U- Ukraine. And this would, and by the way, this would be the 32nd drawdown of equipment for Ukraine. So we have 32 times sent equipment to U- Ukraine already in one year and, and hundreds of billions of dollars. And, you know, I feel for the Ukrainians and all that. I get that. But we've got some problems at home that need to be dealt with, and this doesn't help in any way, shape, manner, or form. The other thing why I'm causing causing me more higher level of concern, um, you know, Putin he just uh, he just uh, well he pulled out of the the last I guess nuclear treaty that we have with him, so he's he stopped. Uh, yeah, he's 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 putting out stark warning, and they're doing more nuclear tests. And uh, as he's pointing at, he's blaming the elites of the West for escalating international tensions. You know, I'm not normally a fan of Putin, but I have to admit, I believe he's right here. No less than no less than the former prime minister of Israel stated recently that he had an agreement between Russia and Ukraine after the first month or two of war of the war, and it was the U.S. that intervened and did not want to stop the war. You know, Washington warned against foreign entanglements. That was one of the in his farewell address. One of the last things he stated. Eisenhower, one of the last things he warned against was the military industrial complex. Both of those great men were right. And I believe we've got a situation where our military industrial complex is involved in a war because, well, for no other reason other than it's profitable. And in fact, China has accused the U.S. of fanning the flames in Ukraine and claims U.S. is profiting from war. Again, I'm, nor- I'm normally not a big fan of China, but I have to admit that they're dead on on this. The U.S. is clearly, and I mean very clearly, profiting from this war, and the military-industrial complex is. Look, if we're going to protect a country from getting taken over, that's one thing. But if we're going to... Not, we should have a very set we should we should have a strategy folks we should have an exit strategy what is our plan and i so far i've heard of no exit strategy and no less person than president zelensky of the ukraine stated recently he warned of world war 3 if china allies with russia and there's no question that china has been supporting russia with political and diplomatic and financial and non-lethal aid, as they call it. So, like, they're giving them things like helmets and stuff like that. But China is now openly considering supporting Russia with military equipment. Now, folks, historically, this is a really, really big deal because historically Russia and China have been enemies. Again, just go to the history books, the real ones. But if those two do... They are closer together than they've probably ever been at this point. And if they continue to work together and become allies, that will be the greatest threat that the United States has ever faced in the history of the country, probably second only to the Civil War. Because you are talking about the world's largest population combining with the world's largest landmass and natural resources in the world. You put those two things together, that is a very, very significant threat to our way of life, our economic freedoms that we enjoy 
economic prosperity that we enjoy. Folks, no one, Ronald Reagan himself said, no one wins in nuclear war because that's the other part of it. Russia has the largest nuclear weapons arsenal in the world. This isn't nothing, to, this isn't anything to play with. And I just do not trust the leadership that we have right now that, to navigate this in a manner that will not be detrimental at the very least. And it could become absolutely disastrous. What surprises me, and this is to me shocking, that the American people have not risen up in mass and said, look, we don't want to poke the Russian bear and the Chinese dragon at the same time and, and put ourselves in a position where we could potentially be at war and start World War III. That is not good. People need to start waking up and smelling the coffee and contact your representatives because far too many of them are all about Ukraine. And I'm talking about both political parties. This is extremely concerning to me. I mean, even Mitch McConnell, the State of the Union address, wore a Ukrainian tie, and he's come out and stated it's the most important thing for America. No, it's not. I'm sorry, Mitch. It's not. It, we need to protect ourselves first and take care of ourselves first instead of sending billions and billions of dollars and 32 uh, Third, send military equipment 32 times to Ukraine. They're, a blank check is not the solution. I'm running up on a, on a hard break, so I'm going to talk about some other situations of Social Security things that we need to discuss. These are super important, so I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned and contact me at yourpersonalbank.com or 866-268-4422 for more information. If you want to uh, learn how to navigate this, well, it could become extremely chaotic going forward in many, many regards and many directions. And there's just a lot. Let's face it, folks. I'll just put it this way. If we, if something happens where China invades Taiwan, what do you think the stock market's going to do? What do you think the price, the value of your property is going to do? We're going to see dramatic, dramatic cuts immediately in a matter of minutes, folks. How do you protect yourself from that? Contact me, 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Stay tuned in the next segment. Don't You don't want to miss it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. I hate to be piling bad, bad on bad, but again, knowing the facts, I think, is more important so you make decisions accordingly. And I've had so much I've needed to discuss today. I kind of I put it in order of what I believe is affecting us immediately, medium term, then longer term. Certainly, inflation is affecting most people right now as we speak. Um, Housing values and stuff dropping are starting to affect more and more people, and will so will do so in the next year, year one to five years. I'm going to say, um, the thing with the war, don't you know, the uh, Ukrainian war evolving into something more potentially is a scary precedent. We need to let our leaders know we don't want World War Three. Okay, we need to have an exit strategy and move on. 
That would be super helpful. That would make things that that'd be a game changer for everything. Okay. And then the next one is been a problem that's brewing and we're looking at going to be a problem in the next decade or so. And that's social security. And the reason why is quite simple. And this is coming directly from the, the 2022 social security trustee trustees reports. This is from the people who manage the fund manage this. I'm going to po- I'm going to post this on our website so you can share this and look at it. But on page 3 of the 2022 Social Security report, it states that the Social Security Trust Fund, which is what pays retirement and survivor benefits, will be able to, and I'm quoting, will be able to pay scheduled benefits on a timely basis until 2034. Folks, that's 11 years from now. At that time, the fund, and I'm quoting still, the fund's reserves will become depleted and continuing tax income will be sufficient to pay 77% of scheduled benefits. Folks, what does that mean? Again, this is directly from the trust trustees report. What does it mean? If our country does nothing, if our legislators do nothing, then in 11 years, your Social Security check that you receive or will receive will be reduced by, it'll be 77% based on their best estimates of what it is today. In other words, you'll have a 23% pay cut or reduction of benefits of Social Security. Medicare is no better, by the way. They go on and discuss that also. They're talking about it with uh, Part 1. Med- Here's another one. Medicare Part A which helps pay for, most people who have Medicare understands, inpatient hospital care is going to become insolvent in 2028. Folks, that's like, what, five years? Five years from now, okay? And they'll be at that point, the reserves will become depleted and continuing total income will be sufficient to pay 90% of scheduled benefits. What does that mean? It means you could be unhooked for 10% of your hospital or medical bill of what you've been receiving now five, year, five, six years from now. Folks, this is serious. Yet no one, no one in the poli- either side of the political aisle wants, seems to want to deal with it because they call it the third rail uh, uh, politics. I get that. I get it. It's not popular. But you can't argue math. And I'm going to go further with this. This is a Wall Street Journal article that I'm going to post on our website. And the title of the article is No Basis in Mathematical Reality. See, in the State of the Union address and the president's implication, he's saying that full benefits can be paid without raising taxes for 98% of families. Talking about not raising taxes on anyone under 400,000 income. Well, that doesn't make it's it does. The math is not there. If they allow the Trump tax cuts to expire, applied Social Security taxes to all wages, doubled the top two tax brackets, hiked investment taxes, imposed Senator, Senator Bernie Sanders 8% wealth tax that he wants, and uh, 77% estate tax on estates valued over $1 billion, and raised all corporate back, uh, taxes back to the 35%, it still would not cover Social Security going forward. Even if you cut them, and even if you cut def- the entire defense budget in half, and did all those things, you would still not make up the difference. You would still have a gap. The math 
does not lie. Forget the politics. In fact, there's a myth going on out there that we'll be able to somehow miraculously solve this problem. In fact, the last time, and it comes from the last time Democrats and Republicans came together on Social Security reform, which they did in 1983. The, the situation, though, was far less critical. The shortfall was actually relatively small and surmountable, and so they were able to come together and make some changes to allow it to go further. The thing is, we're in a far more difficult situation now, and are you prepared to have to pay more if you have a medical bill? Are you prepared to have a 23% reduction of Social Security income in the next decade? If you're not, you should contact me at yourpersonalbank.com or toll-free 866-268-4422 because you need to address this sooner rather than later. Because remember, the do-nothing plan, this is what's going to happen. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'll share with you some more uh, solutions, so don't miss it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And I was discussing in the last segment, if you missed it, Social Security. If you, you don't need to believe me, just listen. You don't need to listen to the media or politicians or anybody else for that matter. In fact, the best place you can go is quite simple. Go to the Social Security Trustees Report. These are the folks that are in charge of handling Social Security. They put out an annual report and they tell us the status and the financial health of the of Social Security. And according to their report, and I stated this in the last segment, and I'm going to post this on our website so you can check this out. It's on page three of the Social Security Trustees Report. They're stating that Social Security will, reserves will become depleted by 2034. It, that's 11 years from now, folks. And the amount they'll be able to pay at that point will be, they estimate, 77% of scheduled benefits. In other words, you're going to get a 23% pay cut or reduction of benefits, if you will, on your Social Security if nothing is done. Also, your Medicare Part A will drop to 90%. So you'll have 10%. What's going to happen there? Likely 10% of your bill, medical bills, you might have to end up paying for. Medicare or Medicaid is no better. Just read the report, folks. What America needs to stop needs to stop doing is putting their head in the sand, and they need to start addressing this issue and and gain some financial literacy and and some responsibility and grow up and be adults and treat this like an adult and do something about it. Now, until our politicians get that message from us, that's who it has to come from. They're not going to do anything. In fact, both parties, to their debt, to our detriment, I should say, have both stated in this debt ceiling negotiations that are going on as we speak, they're not going to touch Social Security. Folks, that's a mistake. Because all they're doing is kicking the can further down the road, and it's going to make it worse. In fact, one of the, one of the reasons why Social Security is going to run out sooner rather than, and by the Here's what I want you to understand something. I'm going to share something here with you folks you haven't heard anywhere else, at least that I know of. 
why is Social Security running out sooner rather than later? Why are we look, Why are they estimating 11 years at this point? Because the cost of living adjustments increased 9% this year because of high inflation, which means they're having to pay out more. Social Security is paying out more, which is depleting the funds even faster. Now, folks, they're just there. I can tell you this, you know, based on the history, you know this. They've been very conservative and they've on on inflation and keep thinking that inflation's we heard it before, transitory. It's going to go down faster than they think and all these things. Maybe that'll happen. But if it doesn't, guess what's going to happen? This 11-year time frame of where Social Security is going to run out of reserves and they're going to have to cut benefits if nothing is done will be sooner than 11 years, folks. That's what you need to understand. That's the mathematical reality of what we're dealing with here. This is a crisis. And, again, unless some dramatic, and I mean dramatic, changes are made soon, your benefits are going to be reduced. And my question to you is quite simple. Are you prepared for that? (laughs) What is your plan if our politicians don't follow through and don't do anything different? And don't do anything to fix it. And by the way, at this point already, the fixes are pretty dramatic. So they're not politically palatable. They're not, they're, there's no good way of fixing Social Security. So it may end up just being, it's going to go down this path, and the amount of benefits people receive is just going to be less. And I've even heard some people, well, that's money I paid in the system, and I'll sue and all this. Well, first thing you need to understand is, you put in half, your employer put in the other half. So even if you only got half the benefits, you're still going to get the money back you put in, okay? So you're not going to have a leg to stand on in court, if you will, all right? So be prepared to have a reduction in benefits. Right now, their best estimates are 23% reduction in 11 years. Are you prepared for that? If inflation stays high longer than they're estimating, which it's done so far every time, that time frame will be less and the amount, then the reductions will be greater. Okay? I'm telling folks, be planned in the next decade if you on, on having 75% of whatever your, your Social Security benefit was, plan on it being about 75% of what it was before because I have very little faith in our political parties and our leaders at this point of doing anything significant or real to make a difference. Now, here's another article I'm going to post from the Wall Street Journal. I find this very interesting because it's uh, from the title is How Sweden Saved Social Security. You know, the leftists, the socialists, Bernie Sanders being one of probably one of the most famous, loves they love using Sweden as an example. But here's what's interesting about this. In the early 90s, Sweden faced a similar problem with their social security as we did. And so but what did they do? They actually fixed they fixed their problem. And how did they do that? Well, in 1994, they got together politically, made the hard decisions, okay, and now they allow people to put money into individual pension accounts, and workers are allowed to choose up to five different funds to which invest their money based on their own risk preference and change them anytime for free. And the returns from the normal pension, of course, Social Security is about 2% a year, but since 1995, when the inception, when they put this thing into into effect in Sweden, the average return actually has been around 10% per year, 
even with the dot-com crash, even with an 0809 crash, my point is the difference on returns has been significant. So when people talk about, oh, we don't want to privatize Social Security or putting in the markets too risky, hey, they got five different options. If you don't want to take on the extra risk, don't. My point is options are key, and giving people options takes away the power from Washington. That's why so many politicians are against this. It takes their power away. The options give the power back to the people and would go a long ways to solving the Social Security problem. My concern is this. We're about a decade away from Social Security having to cut, re, re, cut benefits by roughly 25%, according to the Social Security trustees, not me, according to them, in about a decade, unless nothing, if nothing is done. See, if we just keep putting our head in the sand, keep kicking the can down the road, that's what's going to happen. So the sooner a significant change like what Sweden did, allowing people options to invest their money instead of giving it what the reality is, folks, we give this money to the government and they spend it. By putting it into an actual real fund and invest takes away that money from our government, from our politicians, which takes away their power. That is why they're against this. And that is the education piece that we need 51% of Americans to understand and demand to change that. Or, folks, plan on just receiving less money. It's that simple. Math don't lie, okay? The math doesn't lie. Forget the politics. Forget the noise. Forget the media. Forget any of it. Math does not lie. And, look, I said this many times. If you don't have a plan of locking down that loss of income. You know, there's a lot of options out there. Your personal bank's one of them. Annuities can accomplish that. There's other options we have out there that can do these things that can give you that guaranteed income and make up for that, say, 25% loss of income that you're going to see from Social Security in a decade if our politicians don't get their act together and actually fi- and really fix it. And I have little faith in them doing that. I would strongly recommend you have a plan in case they don't come up with one. And I'm not sure how they're going to do it, folks. I really don't at this point. I think, personally, I think the can has been kicked down the road too far already. We'll see. But you should have a plan. And if you don't, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com or toll-free 866-268-4422. And I'll show you how to not putting money at risk, putting it in guarantees, guaranteed income, just like the Social Security is, so you can make sure you have that income in your retirement years when you need it, okay? It's that simple. Now, a couple other little things. I love this one. Bernie Sanders, who's a famous, you know, socialist, he's written a book, and he's doing a book tour, and he's charging up to $95 to people to hear him bash capitalism. The the irony of that is just, his book is It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism, Yet he's making plenty of money uh, from it. In fact, um, his last book he wrote, he made somewhere nearly, uh, he pulled it almost a, yeah, he got a $900,000 advance on some of his recently published book books. And uh, I guess in 2016, he brought in a million dollars on b- book writing, which isn't bad for a socialist. And he owns uh, three or four houses. I'm not sure how many. Um, you know, I love this quote. It's by Colin Quinn. It says, never trust a socialist with a summer house. And uh, Bernie not only has a summer house, he has two or three others. 
So I think that's just ironic. People people need to start realizing these people are just grifters. They're just liars. And stop listening to liars. Here's another big lie. Kamala Harris claims Biden administration reduced electric, electricity costs. That it, There could be nothing further from the truth. And anybody who pays an electric bill knows that. Electric prices, depending on what part of the country you're in, have increased anywhere from about 50 to over 100% over the last two years. Just look at your utility bill. It's not that complicated, folks. And look at one a couple of, from a couple of years ago. And on the medical front, I love this. New York Times finally admits masks don't do a thing, don't do a darn thing. They, they finally came out and admitted what many of us already knew. Anybody with some common sense knew already long before that. In fact, the statement in, this, uh, in their article was, it's just no evidence they masks make any difference. In fact, and full stop, none. Makes no difference, none of it, including the N95s. So thought that was kind of interesting, but let's, I'm, my opinion is, you know, almost three years too late. I mean, wh- where were you? And then another big, huge study come out has come out and stated that uh, prior COVID infection provides just as much protection as vaccines. Uh, in other words, something called natural immunity. Duh. That's like, a, that's like one of the biggest duhs out there. Anyone with, I'm not a medical person, but anyone with common sense knows that natural immunity is better than any vaccine. I mean, come on. Let's be real. I mean, really? And like I said, this, uh, this article is even, sh- uh, this study even showed uh, protects you from uh, natural immunity from reinfection up to 40 weeks or longer even. So it, it's just crazy, just crazy. And then uh, last one I saw is apparently another study on the medical front. They were studying 19 uh, countries in Europe, and uh, apparently the birth rates in these 19 countries that were extremely heavily COVID vaccine, uh, birth, birth, births have declined significantly after peak vaccine uptake. Uh, again, I stated this years ago or when it first came out, untested. We don't know what the side effects are because it was too new. We don't know what the short, medium, or long-term side effects are. And now many of those are coming out. Any rational, normal person could have seen that. Anybody that knows even the first thing about medical viruses would know that. It's just basic common sense, which sadly is lacking these days. The last thing I'll share with you is some fun stuff, some positive Technology firms send diversity czars packing and bid to become more profitable. As the economy gets worse, tech companies are laying people off. Diversity czars, these crazy nuts they've been hiring, they're getting rid of them. So maybe the bad economy will get rid of a lot of this stupidity and silliness that's out there in the business world. And the last thing I want to share with you is the real solution. Moms and dads are taking over school boards across the country. This is a so encouraging where conservative moms and dads, those, who, those are the people that should be on, on school boards. They're taking charge and making a difference. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, hey, stay tuned. Your personal bank show. Contact me, 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information on how to navigate all this stuff. I'll show you how to thrive. And all is still on our money, I'll just say, in God we trust For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com.
This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and bank line of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.